Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Exploring Missions exists to try to help the believers to be on mission for God. And we hope this program today will help you to see the need that is in our society today to reach a, a group of people that... Um, is is a little bit identified as a group that's hard to reach, but we think uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ can make a difference. Again, this is Bert Harper along with my co-host Nathan Harper. Nathan, we've got an intriguing story, uh, mission story today. Yeah, we do. Um, we've all heard uh, maybe the younger generation referred to as millennials. Um, some of us aren't even sure what that means. Um, maybe you know people, you have friends, uh, young people in your life that maybe fall in that designation, that age group. Um, maybe you don't. Maybe you, you're, you're clueless when it comes to, uh, to that sort of thing. Um, we're going to f- try to fill you in today and see what American Family Association and what's going on here to uh, reach it, reach into, reach out to that that community, that group of people uh, known as the millennials. And along with us as our guest today is Wesley Wildman. Wesley, welcome. Hey, glad to be on. I'm so grateful for, for this program. You know, not every Sunday I'm able to catch it, but this past Sunday, the last week, I was able to catch it and to hear your voice and and this program, kind of like a segue or. Uh, like a sidekick show to your Exploring the Word program that you do daily. So, yeah. And uh, by the way, you help on Exploring the Word. You're, you, when I'm unavailable or Alex is unavailable and you're available. I'm the utility guy coming the guy. off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to have you on the program. Well, it's an honor. And Exploring Missions looks at try to get people to see that we're all on mission for God. Right. And the whole idea is the Great Commission. Sure. That's the whole idea and that's why we exist. Our purpose, our mission statement, the latter part of it, is to aid the church in carrying out the Great Commission, both home and abroad. And this program is the direct result of that mission statement in helping fulfill what we say we're going to do. And you say we're all on mission. A couple of weeks back, I was able to be, I got to meet several of our financial supporters of AFA. That's one of my jobs is to meet them, build relationships with them. While I was there, I met one guy who spent Golly, I'm going to mess this up. It was 10 or 15 plus years in Africa on mission, as a full-time missionary. So he comes back now, and he's a, he's a local pastor. He helps out with the church there in Huntsville, Alabama. And they were introducing him because he's one of our supporters, and they're talking about him. And he goes, hey, this guy, and he was a, uh, he was a missionary. And then he paused, and it was this, this awkward silence. And he was like, yeah, I'm I'm on mission though. I'm still a missionary, even though <laughs> you know did. by technicality, you know, just because he wasn't in a certain location for for an extended amount of time, and he does incredible work there. In fact, we probably want to have him on this program because now he's back in the states, and he uh, he does a uh, a church type setting, a house church setting 
after this on Sunday night for the international uh, people in the Huntsville area. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty neat, though. But but like you were saying, on missions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we th- we tend to think of people that go to other nations, foreign lands, as missionaries. Um, regardless of that designation or not missionary or former missionary or whatever, <laughs> um, we, we're, we're called to be on mission among the nations, yes, uh, but also among our neighbors uh, and then also among, I believe, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to focus on one of those or, mm-hmm. or, or even to be uh, available and, and looking for ways to work among all of those. Sometimes you could do all of those at the same time. Yeah. And work with uh, young people from other nations in your own neighborhood. But if if that's not the kind of place you live, um, we all have the opportunity uh, to get to know people of the next generation and younger people. And the next generation, I always heard, uh, Christianity is one generation away from extinction. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the millennials, we're talking about a larger group being atheists than we've ever had before in America. We're talking about the largest unchurched segment age group than we've ever had in America. And so uh, two, two, or three, two years ago, uh, AFA, American Family Association, that is the, the mothership, as I call it, of AFR, uh, identified this need and said, we're going to take a stab at doing something about it. And we that's were, where you came in. And, a, absolutely. And it feels like we've been doing it for three years. I mean, if you go to engagemagazine.net, you look there and you'll see YouTube channels. You'll see uh, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. uh, a variety of different articles. So tons see of content. Tons of, yeah. We've got a radio program on, on Saturdays that we turn into a podcast. So you'll see that and you'll think, golly, they've been here for a while. At least that's what we want to feel like. But really, August of 2017, we we crossed over our two-year anniversary that we're excited about. And it's just been a great project. Yeah, so AFA, we came, there's uh, probably 15 or 20 uh, millennials that work here at American Family Association. And we all get work in a variety of different departments and have different full-time jobs. But uh, looking at the mission statement and the, the purpose of AFA and not seeing just a whole lot, there are some uh, ministries that reach out specifically to the millennials. But just to have a complete... Uh, a well-rounded um, worldview type um, ministry. We didn't see that necessarily. And so there were a couple, but then they would have um, different political slants or this or that. And so we said, look, we're going to uh, see, we're going to, we put our thoughts together on paper. Well, actually the first time we we started this, we didn't have our thoughts together on paper. We just had an idea and we took it to leadership and they just like, hmm, they're going to have to do more than that, you know. They're going to have, you're going to have to provide Even more. Even though yeah. you're the president's son, son he said you got to do more than that. that. Buddy and, da- and my dad, Tim, and the others, they just, <laughs> before we even got out of, out of our mouth, they just shaking their head like that's not going to work. And so I always was grateful that they did so because in doing so, we spent the next 12 to 18 months putting stuff in, on paper and on our mind and writing stuff down and really thinking through this and how this was going to be sustainable and, and and how it was going to be more than just a a, a quick um, uh, excitement, but how you know. So we thought about it, and then we came back. I think it was twelve to eighteen months later with a with a legitimate you know vision and a plan and a mission mission statement and things such as that. And that's how they said after we delivered it, they said, okay, this is it. And so they gave us their blessings. And since then, 
we have um, crossed over about a, we're co- close to 1,100 people, 1,100 followers on Facebook. And I like to mention that we have accomplished our goal. EngageMagazine.net. The purpose of it is to reach the millennials by product. You know, we reach some youth pastors and some school teachers and others. But the purpose is to reach the millennials, and we've done so because over 60% of our followers are under the age of 24. So we are we are accomplishing our goal. Amen. There's what you talked about, this delay. Usually when you have a vision, there's two things that happen, a delay to the vision mm-hmm. or the death of a vision, and then it be resurrected. Yeah. Uh, but the, a vision is so vital. When it comes to visions in mission work, Nathan, uh, if you don't have a vision or a goal, you, I guess you'll just kind of do nothing, yeah. uh, kind of not accomplish, float <laughs> mm-hmm. downstream. You got to go upstream. So in we got Engage Magazine. Tell a little bit about what you're doing. You've already mentioned the radio program. You got the kind of on, what it looks like. Presence. Yeah. yeah. So if you go to our, our primary source or resource is at EngageMagazine.net. There, each week, we provide three brand-new articles on a variety of different things. It can be anywhere from finances to uh, um, how a mother interacts with her children to um, I've written one on some spiritual aspects I learned from a Christian a godly football coach, some, some, something I learned from football. And then we have some articles that will uh, provide some uh, a biblical worldview on a political social issue. Um, just a variety of different things in that way. So that's each week three brand new articles uh, on on the website and on our social media. And then we've got some memes and other some videos and some creative uh, content we also provide there on a weekly basis. But that's our website present. And then on Saturdays we'll do a radio program that we turn into a podcast that a lot of millennials are downloading there. And I just want to ask our audience that's listening, if you hear this, don't check out just because. You're not a millennial because we have plenty of other plenty of other people that I meet regularly that say I'm so grateful to kind of understand some of the issues that the millennials are going through and how how I can uh, minister a disciple through a biblical worldview millennials that are going through a certain situation. So go check it out, but do me a favor, please, please, please pass on EngageMagazine.net to the millennial audience. And and that's one of the purposes because radio. Honestly, it's not listened to a lot it's, by millennials. It's not. That's the reality. They hate it. to say it. Yeah. And we recognize that. Sure. Absolutely. And so the online presence and and and, 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 and provide it and, to where they can download it whenever they want exactly. to listen. Exactly. <laughs> Convenience. Yeah. So that is that. When you think of a biblical model, Paul was always looking for that younger generation, Nathan. Timothy was obviously that his main uh uh student, wasn't right. he? Yeah. And so, how important uh, is the older? You're 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 just right above the millennial, right? In your age, or That's are you right. included? No, I think I'm out of. Out no, of we're going to include you. We're all inclusive. Millennials are all <laughs> inclusive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, I, I, seriously, statistically, I think they say anywhere between 18 and 34, somewhere yeah. in there. So we won't we won't ask the the name ages or yeah. anything. Yeah. But, I, th- but I think my whatever my designation is it's it's shrinking it's getting smaller (laughs) here's how i here's how i determine if you're with me or not when i tell jokes you know that's funny you get it (laughs) and i have noticed millennials the ones i work with and and 
they don't tell jokes like yeah. my generation and above yeah. did. I don't know what that is about. We're kind of dry. <laughs> Maybe we've done all the good stuff and there's nothing <laughs> funny. Anymore. Laugh. I don't know. Well, I, you know, Timothy was a, a younger guy and he associated with an older guy. How important is mentorship? And I mean, are are maybe is the older generation, the baby boomers and the generation X afraid of millennials or is it is any of that going to happen? I think it's we actually literally just had this conversation on our program on engagemagazine.net on our radio program 2 weeks ago. And what we we did there's a little bit of both, okay? We first talked about how we um the the millennials by and large we don't want to we feel as if doing having a, a checklist or, or or you know some guidance look at that as legalism. That's just that's not right. I mean, you know, and then we get, we get this sense of well, if we if we follow these set of rules or we do this certain thing, that's legalism. No, that may be liberating for some if you if you live within God's you know written law. And so talking about mentorship, I think we need to have millennials should have a better. Uh, first of all, we should be seeking mentorship. You know, but at the same time, we should be able to be willing to be mentored because any everybody wants mentorship until they tell you you're doing something wrong or you probably need to make some changes. And then all of a sudden, we don't want it anymore. So there you got that aspect of it. And then on the other end, you do have and an, uh, I haven't seen this, but we had a guy on the program that talked about this. He had an experience where the older generation wasn't willing to uh, take the time to mentor or, or disciple or. or or invest in his life as well. So you get a combination of both, but those are the two primary um, things. But millennials definitely need to be mentored and, and discipled just like any other generation would need it. Well, has that hasn't changed, has it? No. I mean, I don't care if you were a baby boomer. You needed the greatest generation to go before you. Nathan, you, you're the one that taught me this when you were— I think doing maybe a discipleship youth when you as a youth minister, and it was a person in the middle. So you've got to put your thinking on and visualization here and talking about mentorship with millennial or whoever. Here you are in the middle, and you have someone going before you that you admire, that is you're connected with. It may be directly or indirectly, really. It may be some— some of the pastors and men that I admired went before me. Uh, some of them I were connected with. But then you got two people on the side that are kind of like your peers, mm-hmm. their accountability partners to you. And then you need to recognize you got some people following you. That's yeah. that's if we could only see ourselves that way. Uh, we uh, the only, we've got people before us, no matter who you are, that you're looking to. You've got people that are looking to you, whether you want them or not. The area that you really need to get to are those people that are on your side holding you accountable. Yeah, I, I agree. I think for different generations, maybe the, the struggle for those relationships maybe looks different. I might be I might be off on this, but I think for millennials, <clears throat> the peers on either side comes pretty natural, actually. It comes pretty easily for them. It's the looking ahead— um, to find good models, I think there's a tendency. I think there's a tendency in each generation to look at the generation before and sort of reject that. Um, almost throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There's some things you disagree with, and there might be some things that the generation previous to you did wrong, and you don't want to make the same mistakes. Um, 
but instead of looking for someone who actually did it right, you just kind of forget sure. the search, you know. And what I what I've seen and what one of the things you know y'all know Alex McFall and every now and then he'll just say a nugget you can't get out of your head. One thing he we had him on Engage magazine before on our radio program. He said that we we're talking about the law, the Ten Commandments, and he said my generation had truth. Your generation has grace, but we need both. <laughs> and so we can look to each other and lean on each other. You know, I was looking at, I'm looking at the Engage magazine, annual magazine. So once a year. Hard copy. Hard copy. So what we thought was, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that won't, that uh, that may not fit in the millennial audience. And so therefore they don't have, they're not going to go to Engage to check it out. Or we may be traveling and we run into millennial and they don't, they're going to forget by the time they get home to go check out a certain website. So we'd say, hey, look, we're going to print up a hard copy. So we did that. So um, this is our second annual hard copy, and I'm looking at it. And right in the middle, if you were to take your fingers and open up right in the middle, you're going to see an article say, that says, We Need Mentors, written by Jordan Shambly. And it talks about the importance of discipleship and how as millennials we should be seeking out uh, disciple or uh, mentors or d- people that would disciple us. I want to uh, mention three qualities that he mentions that we should be looking for in a mentor and to get y'all to uh, to comment. It said, what should our attitude be toward mentors, millennials' attitudes toward mentors? We should have humility. We should be teachable or those, and patient. Those are the three that they mentioned. Y'all have any comments on that? Okay. <laughs> patient? Uh, I would say every generation has to be patient with a generation before them because we're going to exaggerate a little. Sure. We're either, we're going to make the good times better than they really were <laughs> and the bad times probably worse than mm-hmm. they really were. Yeah. I, I've, I, you know, the older I played basketball in high school and Wesley and Nathan, the older I get, the better I was. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, know? yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point for game average goes up I, yeah. one point yeah, a year, yeah, right? Yeah. I noticed that too when I was sharing. And I, and I'm I mean, your dad played <laughs> yeah. high school basketball, and I, I've, exactly. you know, yeah, we were. I, I talk about it, oh, yeah. and and you have to forgive the, sure. the older generation for that yeah. because I, I think that's it, it's reality, but it's reality with a a little bit of memory fade. Yeah, uh, we have it's a slow fade yeah. there, and we grandize things and mm. so that is difficult to do so yet yeah, you got to be patient with them and you're never going to find the perfect mentor right that the, there don't be looking don't say oh and and watch out about all the criteria you can have too much criteria for a mentor mm-hmm. yeah uh, you know I, th- I think um the the willingness comes first you know um and there's there's just too many people on all sides just unwilling to be a little bit uncomfortable because it, it, it does take going out of your comfort zone. It takes going out of your way to either be a mentor or be a mentee, you know, be someone that's uh, coming under someone. And and even the terminology I just use, coming under someone, that kind of is derogatory. And, and it doesn't have to. It's really a coming alongside. It is. That, um, that's what's neat about the Holy Spirit. Every believer has a mentor in one way, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you to all truth. And the, and the word for the Holy Spirit, he's going to be your paraclete. 
which has the idea of coming alongside, yeah. not really coming under, but that coming under has a little bit of humility. Are you willing to hear what I have to say, even if uh, it is a little disagreement with what you say or how you view your world? Mm-hmm. The biblical worldview is what's got to be transferred. Sure. Yeah. How do I see missions? How do I see discipleship? How do I see evangelism? Uh, needs to come from a biblical view, not necessarily from a, a church uh, denomination, not necessarily from a radio program like Exploring Missions, yeah. but it needs to come from a biblical worldview. We use the word Christian worldview. I've kind of, yeah. don't mean to say discarded that, yeah. and I try to say a biblical worldview because, honestly, that's where your groundwork is done. Mm-hmm. I, I must have the Bible as a basis of everything that I believe. What is I, I call it a biblical bias. Everybody says we you shouldn't be biased. Yeah, have a biblical bias. <laughs> exactly. View everything. Do you remember the song <clears throat> Amy Grant had, My Father's Eyes? Look through the world through my father's eyes. When I look at a person that is homeless, mm-hmm. whose eyes am I looking at them from? Yeah. My eyes that is judgmental and harsh, or am I looking at them from a loving point of view? And I don't even know that person's story. Mm-hmm. I just know he's homeless. Uh, he may he or she may be dirty, and I'm making a judgment based upon knowledge that I don't even have. I honestly believe uh, a lot of the seniors, a lot of older, look at millennials, and they're making judgments without any fair evaluation of what a, a millennial is about. Man, yeah, my father-in-law's done that to me. <laughs> I, hey, look, I'm a millennial, so therefore I'm addicted to social media or I'm addicted to my phone. And it took him about a year before he realized that I'm giving him a hard time about that. And all the, and then I realized, man, he, Wesley ain't addicted to his phone or his social media. He may say that, you know, but I'm really not, you know. But, I get, but you get that impression or that you get that just because you – Physically or holding a phone in some public area, all of a sudden you have a problem with your phone. <laughs> I'm the I'm the I'm the least likely to have one with my phone. I'm the one I've done all kind of fast from social. If I fast, I'm fasting from social media and stuff. <laughs> well, I, I know your dad one time, mm-hmm. Tim said they were going to go to eat, and I don't know if you were a part of that group. And he said we're leaving every one of our cell phones yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah. We're going in there yeah. without That's any. What, you remember how it was? I I pastored for years and years, and I would have to get in my usually my truck. I'm a, I'm a, one of these guys that drives a truck. That's what, not a car. But I drive that a pickup, and I would go to a place 50 miles away without a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I, so it would take me an hour to get there. I would stay an hour to visit or whatever and an hour back. So I was three hours without any information whatsoever. Wow. Oh, if we get out oh, of yeah. – uh, if, we, <laughs> if we don't have service within 10 minutes, what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, it's a different world that we mm. live in, and, and you're, you grow accustomed to your world. And that's what millennials have done. Yeah. It's not necessarily they're addicted. They've just grown accustomed that's, to the world they live in. Yeah. Yeah, and can I just say, and when it comes to mission work, <clears throat> whether you're reaching someone in another culture, another nation, another language, um, or maybe another generation, then, you know, and it could be younger to older. It doesn't have to be older to younger necessarily, but your your goal is not to make them just like you. 
you know, to, to make them not a millennial anymore. Right. You know, to, you know, your goal is not to rid them of all these, you know, <laughs> things that you think are all wrong and right. stuff. That are different than right. the previous. I mean, it would be like me going to another country and try to make people to be like Americans. Right. And, exactly. And one, it's not good. <laughs> Two, it's not going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, three, what we're really told to do is to make disciples. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amen. So we need to see millennials being made disciples, whatever that looks like as a millennial. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I imagine it looks a lot more like Wesley. Um, and that's I think that's pretty good. So we need to, you know, be focused on the important thing, the gospel of Jesus and and making disciples of these young men and women. And many of them are growing up without actually hearing the gospel, mm-hmm. without having um, at least a a message shared with them in a real tangible uh, example where they can really understand what it means to follow Jesus. And we can be that for them. Amen. Wesley, when you think of those mentors, you went, we've done this on Exploring Missions uh, Downline. There's people there that help disciple you. Mm. Tell me a little bit about personally those that have mentored you and yeah, the benefit. I, I, well, I thought I always, um, I'm, you know, you know me. I come in your office all the time. I, I think a lot, and so I was thinking about what if I was ever asked that question. Just a, they don't want to leave anybody out because so many people have influence in your life even when you don't realize it. But my my granddad, my 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 mom's dad. He um he had a lot to do with my influence in my life. My um, sorry if you're wondering if I'm choking. I'm not. I'm trying not to cry. He's pretty emotional. But uh, brother Chris Barker. He had a lot to do with my life. My dad Tim Wildman. He's influenced my life. JJ Jasper, or just some of my pastor now, Scooter Nolan. Uh, you pastor brother Berg, I stay in your office more than I, and then my own office. Uh, and so there's been several, several men that's influenced or, and I've, and Brian Fisher that I've allowed to, I've allowed, you know, to, to open up and, and sharpen me, correct me where I, where I may be missing something. One of one of the, one of your nuggets is everybody's got blind spots. So I'll come to you if I think, Hey, where's my blind spot here on the, on this topic? Or I'm or an expert subject. in blind spots. I, <laughs> well, everybody I can see them if you're on the outside. So yeah. I come to you. So it's been it's been great having that uh, several men in my life. But I've allowed that to come in too because I could have easily shut them off and said, No, look, you know, I'm 28. I can figure this out for myself. But being being willing to submit and listen. The reason I wanted people to hear that they come from all walks of life. Oh yeah, a parent, a, a friend, a pastor. Yeah. Uh, a Bible teacher. Yeah. Uh, Chris Barker is is one of the finest guys I know, and he's a granddad. Yeah, I mean, man, my granddad. a granddad. Yeah. And a lot of that was out hunting. And oh my food. gosh, yeah. You learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, hunting, well, walking in the woods, and a deer stand. Did you oh, not? Oh yeah, and and just about. Uh, I mean, like I, I, there was a few times uh, that we would open up the Bible together. My my granddad, as far as a sit down setting, but we always talked about the Bible. Whether we were sitting down opening it up, we were always talking about it. EngageMagazine.net. Go check it out. Go check it out. I want you to remember, a lot of what Wesley learned was just living life. So as you live life, pass that on to the next generation. It really works, doesn't it, Nathan? It does. I mean, you need formal times, but sometimes the most impactful are those informal times of walking through the woods and sitting down having a conversation. And so I'd encourage you to find someone of another generation 
whether they're younger or even older, sit down and have a conversation with and listen and practice what the Bible calls mutual submission, submitting yourself one to another. Wesley, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me be on the program. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. Tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it today.